New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. Hello, I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Today, I'm hosting Dr. Margaret Wheatley. She's the author of Who Do We Choose to Be? Facing Reality, Claiming Leadership, Restoring Sanity. Meg, welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Well, I'm delighted to be here. Thank you. I'd love for you to say something about the times that we're living in, the cycle that we're living in, and then couple that with the question that you put out with the title of your book, Who Do We Choose to Be in These Times? So if you could tell us where we are and who do we choose to be? Well, for anyone who is willing to encounter the news these days, and I'm not talking about the blasting of uh, special alerts, but the deeper news of the levels of corruption, the levels of climate change that we're facing, the failure of leadership and political will. If you're willing to look at that, which I absolutely encourage us all to do, find the good journalists, find the good information. Don't just say, I can't believe anyone, so I don't know anything. I hear that a lot, and it's very upsetting. We need to be open to what's happening so that we can make a good choice around how we will participate in this time. The basis of life is making conscious choices. I've learned that from my own spiritual teacher. And we must face the reality of what's going on so that as people who care, as people who want to make a difference, we can ascertain or discern what is the difference I can make now. Most of us withdraw. Many of us, maybe all of us, if we truly contemplate what's going on, feel a terrible level of despair and overwhelm and grief. But that doesn't need to disable us from making choices about how do I want to contribute to this time? What is useful action? In my own work, I have defined the most useful role I can play is as a warrior for the human spirit, a nonviolent, non-aggressive warrior using the weapons, weapons is in quotes, of insight and compassion to be there for people as the suffering increases. This is a very different role for myself as a lifelong activist and leader on a very large global scale. Now I just want to be the embodiment of the best human qualities of generosity, of kindness, of creativity, of faithfulness, trustworthiness. I want to be that person, and I want to be that person because I want to be with other people who don't remember those qualities are available to us, who don't remember that they have them as well. This whole culture, you know, pushes us into such an inferior and depressing image of human nature, saying that we're all compulsively competitive, we're all materialistic, 
we only are thinking of ourselves and you can only reach people through appealing to their narcissism. That's the culture we're in. It is the culture that is always present at the end of every single human civilization that's ever existed on the face of the earth. But we don't have to be that way. We know better. We know that the human spirit is capable of extraordinary creativity, compassion, generosity, kindness, love, and it takes some work to be those qualities, to exhibit those qualities in this very fear-based, aggression-filled culture. But that is the choice we have to make. Who do we choose to be? Well, I choose to be the presence of sanity. And for me, sanity is knowing that people can be creative, kind, compassionate, generous. I know that, and I embody it as best I can. Now, this is not simple at all. What needs to happen here is that we need to train ourselves. We not only take on this role of wanting to be a person who embodies generosity, creativity, and kindness, but we have to train our minds so that we're not so reactive, so that we don't give way to fear and aggression. And for me, the only way to do that is in community. There are many places one can study meditation, which I think is an absolute requirement for developing a stable, non-reactive mind. There are many places where one can enjoy being together no matter what's going on. Uh, for many years, I worked in post-disaster situations, and I saw the best of human nature in the worst of times, when people were facing death and property loss and destruction, they were working together in ways that they remembered as the most joyful experience of their lifetime. I concur with that. I remember when uh, the devastating fires happened in Santa Rosa and, you know, 8,000 businesses and homes burned to the ground. In that time, people came together in such camaraderie and such collaboration, That's it right. was just amazing. It's so amazing. And Meg, you said something earlier. You used the phrase useful action. And I know when you talk about getting together and performing useful action that's beneficial for life, and I'd like for you to say more about this, it's done without being attached to the outcome. Yes, uh, it's very important question. I encourage people to ask what is needed in this situation, not what do I need or what do I think I need or how will I be respected and appreciated and praised for taking this action. I want to clear away all those self-interest factors and just ask, what is the work that needs doing? And can I do it? Am I the right person and to do it? You talk about doing the work without an expectation of how it's going to turn out. That's where activism is different because activism has a goal in mind that it has to happen in a certain way. And you're talking about doing action for the sake of action, not necessarily for an expected outcome. It's very important that we choose our actions on the basis of the rightness of the action. 
Do I have to give voice here? Do I have to take a stand? Do I have to do this particular set of actions? Not for myself, but for the situation. Now, when you're in that clarity, and again, I saw this in disasters. People just do what needs to be done. They're not looking for praise. They're not looking for an outcome. They're just doing it because it's right there insisting that this be done. When we're in that place, we don't worry about outcomes. We just worry about being the best actor in that moment for the work that's in front of us. It's easy to do this in a disaster situation where you don't have time to worry about yourself. But day to day, it takes practice, it takes training to get ourselves out of the way and just do the work that feels like right work. And in doing right work, we do let go of expectations. As someone said, expectations are just premeditated disappointment. So the more we can just focus on the rightness of the work itself, the better our actions will be, and we won't be disappointed. Now, you know, that's a rather ironic quote, but in Buddhism, hope and fear are the same thing. Whatever we hope for opens us to fear and disappointment when it doesn't come to pass. So everything I'm speaking about now is forget about doing things for a hoped-for outcome, which will only open you to fear and disappointment. And just work from a place of clear seeing. Is this the right work at this time, in this moment? And let me just do it. And so you can feel there's very little ego involved in that, and there's very little demands for appreciation or respect. It's just, this is the work that needs doing, and I seem to be the right person to do it right now. I know, Meg, that you do trainings for warriors for the human spirit. And this is something that's dear to your heart, and you've done this for a while now. Can you say something about that training? Yes, I'm happy to. And there's a lot more information about it up on my website. But these are people who are dedicated and devoted and disciplined. That's why we use the word training. It's like training your body physically or training your mind in this case to be able to be truly present in a situation without your own needs and to be truly effective. Using all the skill sets you've developed over many years, this training program is for people who still need to make a difference with their lives and work. But, you know, what makes a difference is a response to what's going on in the world. So we are redefining ourselves from being activists and people who were set on changing the world, which was my work for 40 years. We're training ourselves to be present, to be good at being with people, not trying to fix them. We have a slogan that says, don't fix, don't flee, just stay present. And we're really working together as a very strong community so that we have support ongoing. And the training, once it starts, we're finding it doesn't end. People need to continually develop their sense of what it means to be a warrior for people, a champion for people, how we deal with setbacks and failures, how we deal with 
people just pushing us aside. We need to learn how to be there, be present, and embody, as I said at the beginning, our best human capacities. And this takes dedication, discipline, and over time, it's quite a joyful experience. Well, thank you so much, Meg, for being part of the New Dimensions Cafe today and for sharing your wisdom with us. I want to remind our listeners that I've been speaking with Dr. Margaret Wheatley, and she's the author of Who Do We Choose to Be? Facing Reality, Claiming Leadership, Restoring Sanity. And if you want to know more about her work, you can go to her website, Margaret Wheatley.com. And Wheatley is W-H-E-A-T-L-E-Y. Wheatley, MargaretWheatley.com. And there are many, many resources. There are videos of Margaret and Meg and other people. There are all sorts of articles that you can tap into and you can learn more about the training, Warriors for the Human Spirit. Or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, NewDimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms, and I want to thank you for joining us at the New Dimensions Cafe. I invite you to please join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a 1,000 hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973 thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.